WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Wednesday, January 3rd. It is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app. And, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Dawn Stenzel with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers, the whole band, back together again for the first time in 2024. Dawn, good morning, how are you? Good morning, doing great. Gregory, hi! Nice what? to see you. Huh? Last yeah. time we saw you was uh, Halloween. <laughs> oh man, you Boy, feeling a little better? I am, and I just—I know technically I probably shouldn't be here, but I just couldn't stay away. Yeah. I was like, I enough. Two weeks. You Two weeks. I, I, enough. I I needed it. By the way, children, disgusting, <laughs> disgusting germy miracles. <laughs> they are. They are just. Ugh. Every disease under the... Bleh. They can ruin anybody's immune system, can't they? Oh, my God. I've never had the flu before. Ever. Really? Never. Oh, that's right. You, yeah, you have said that in yeah. the past. Yep. Well, there's a first for everything. There is. <laughs> we got a lot of good stuff to get to this morning. By the way, did you have a good New Year, good Christmas, all that? Everything was great. Thank you. All right. Uh, we got to get to a big take on the demise of DEI, as Harvard has said, you know what? I think it's time Claudine Gay goes away. We'll get to that this morning. We have a plastic bag ban in Pennsylvania suburbs that will be launching in, I think, just about 18 days. We'll get to that. Donald Trump thinks a rally at Madison Square Garden can win him New York, and he's considering it. We will get to that this morning. Also, Charlemagne the God says, you know what? I can't back Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I can't make the same mistake a second time. Tony Bruno's going to join us from Florida. The cut sheet is loaded. It is wild. It's going to be a great Wednesday. By the way, no singing today on this show. What? No singing. Uh Uh-oh. Today is my 40th birthday. I just wanted to say that. Happy birthday. The 30s are gone. A decade of excellence has gone by the wayside. And we will not sing happy birthday on this show because I can't sit there for 42 seconds Dawn, and tolerate it. Don, I feel like he's he's fishing for yes. people to sing happy no, birthday. No, I do not happy want birthday. it. No, that is 100% Because it's, it's on my Twitter feed. I guess you have your birthday on your Twitter feed. Okay. So I opened up my Twitter this morning and I see the balloons coming down because it's my birthday. So do not... So you, can, you can wish me a happy birthday. Oh boy. Just don't sing it. Oh boy. Because I despise that. All right. Nobody would have known it if you didn't bring it up. You're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. And you're on to me. I was fishing. Yeah, of course yeah. you were. Damn it. All right. 605. Let's get to the news. Round number one. The great Don Stenzel.
And good morning, this chilly 30-degree Wednesday morning, January 3rd, 2024. We are sponsored this morning by COSA. So let's get right to it. A lot developing this morning, and we do have the first murder in Philadelphia of the new year. Ah, yes. Wow. So we topped, We talked yesterday about the fact that, that we had exceeded, tragically, 400 murders, 400 people killed in the city of Philadelphia, and in fact talked yesterday about a little bit about the fact that this past summer, deadliest on record, with on average eight people a day being shot in Philadelphia. So police now in Philadelphia investigating what officials say was the first murder of the new year, a man shot to death in North Philadelphia, and that, according to police, happened um, about 8.21 a.m. yesterday morning, 1200 block of West Herald Street, North Philadelphia. First responders finding this 35-year-old man laying in the roadway after he had been shot once in his stomach. He was rushed to a nearby hospital where he was pronounced um, by 8.46 in the morning. No weapons recovered, no arrests made. Law enforcement officials say it's under investigation. So this is, when we talk about the crime that has been happening in Philadelphia, this is one of the top priorities of Philadelphia's new mayor. Sherelle Parker formally inaugurated into office yesterday, marking a new era for the city. She's not only the city's 100th mayor, but also happens to be the first woman to hold the job in more than 300 years in our great old city. So after officially taking the reins from former mayor Jim Kenney and uh, Actually, technically, she was sworn in in that private ceremonies we told you after midnight Monday. She vows to hit the ground running. So she has declared a state of emergency. She really made some first orders of business, issuing an executive order, declaring that the current levels of crimes against persons and property in Philadelphia constitute a public safety emergency that the city must abate immediately. Wow. Okay. Well, let's enforce it. It's nice to uh, issue that. Now let's, uh, as you said, get the uh, the boots on the ground and start uh, re, re, you know, reestablishing law and order in this city. Yeah, and so what's the game plan? That's right. our next question. Yep. Well, she says that she has directed the newly sworn in police commissioner, Kevin Bethel, to work with managing director Adam Thiel, who we know well, obviously headed the fire department. So she's saying you have 100 days. Come up with your plan, 100 days what are you going to do about this? And we know that part of the preliminary plans include how to increase the numbers of police officers across the city. One of her top priorities, which is recruitment, particularly those trained in community policing. So back to the community policing like we used to have in Philadelphia with the bike cops, all of that uh, walking a beat. So they, uh, they are also looking at ways to reduce violent crimes, combat property, quality of life offenses, such as unlawful usage of those ATVs mm. and retail thefts. Yeah, those little bike punks. Yes. They need to go, too. <laughs> she says she's going to shut down open-air drug markets, such as in Kensington. So a lot on her, a lot on the table there as she uh, got busy, got right to it. I know Joe Biden, the president, sent her a nice little video message. I, I know we'll talk about that. Let's take you to New Jersey, Democrat Senator Bob Menendez, Gold Bar Bob, is uh, apparently not just gold bars, fancy cars, and very expensive watches. Yeah, he's luxury watch Bob. <laughs> so, he's like, you know, you give up some uh, some power and some influence, you get a Rolex. 
So according to this new indictment, and we should point out the senator has pleaded not guilty to all prior counts. He's now accused of making positive comments about Qatar in exchange for items of value, including, as you say, those luxury wristwatches. According to the new indictment, the luxury wristwatches Menendez was allegedly offered were valued between ten grand and twenty four grand. Yeah, I think Zales is rolling out the new Bob Menendez luxury line this week in all retail establishments. <laughs> Lee Pavorsky, how much are your watches? We have to do a, a probably Pavorsky's are higher quality, but in any, in any event, uh, he you know he's denying all of this, but many Democrats now joining in the call, but leading them again. Senator John Fetterman mm-hmm. saying Bob's got to go. We got a Democratic mayor that wants to get tough on crime. Fetterman's making sense. Dogs and cats living together. What's going on here, Don? I don't know. It's upside down land. It is. Even in the new year, for sure. Yep. Um, just some other headlines for you, and especially in honor of Greg Stocker, who's back still a little sick. But the CDC is warning that New Jersey and Pennsylvania are among the states in the nation with some of the highest spikes in illnesses, such as upper, rep- upper respiratory illnesses, RSV, of course, that strikes little kids and the elderly, and then flu. Mm-hmm. So no big surprise after the holidays, things spread. Yep. How about those, uh, how about how about our Sixers, Joel Embiid? Uh, we uh, beat the Bulls 110 to 97, and I know you'll talk about the Birds. Yeah, I think in light of the Eagles being um, absolute trash, it might be time to start focusing on the Sixers. I think yeah. football. I think football season's coming to a quick fast and a, a quick uh, a quick closure here for this football season. Have you com- Has this city completely just given up hope on the? I said the yesterday Eagles? we had Harry Mays on. I said I think they're I think they're out in the playoffs in the first round. Wow. Yeah. Well, some people were saying that su- that Sunday's awful game might have been their last. What were they talking about? Um, I mean, last of last the last of, ounce of hope. I guess. Yeah, that was our last hope. Yeah, it's like it feels like the Titanic, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's sinking. You're gonna, have to get off the, you're gonna have to get off the ship eventually. I don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think right. I think Stalker's Forty ers are destined to win it all. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Well, we'll watch it. I know everybody's still commiserating after Sunday. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about COSA. I have questions about aging Delaware County Office of Services. For the aging, or COSA, COSA can point you in the right direction. To see how COSA can help you or a loved one, just visit delcosa.org. COSA is supported by Delaware County Council. As far as the forecast, we are headed up to 47 degrees today, but I will tell you, I'll tease this a little bit, we may see some snow this weekend. Depends on where you are, but they're talking snow in the forecast Coming this weekend, I will tell you. So tomorrow, breezy morning clouds, flurry, little flurry, and a sprinkle possible, 45 degrees. So it depends if it's if that flurry would happen very early or very late. Friday, mostly sunny, cooler, high of 41 degrees. And then Saturday, cloudy, potential for rain, snow, a mix of sorts to develop later Saturday as a potent storm may reach our region, bringing the chance for heavy rain, or some snow at nighttime, because Saturday's high is 41, Sunday's high is 39. And we haven't had an inch or more of snow accumulation in, what, over 700 days, I believe the number yep. is now? Yeah. Yep. How about that? Yeah. But this um, Gulf of Mexico, this storm, 
is uh, pulling out of the Gulf of Mexico, looks to develop into a nor'easter, bringing the threat for this very heavy rain snow event. A lot of wind, so very windy, potential coastal flooding again. So they're trying to figure out this exact track. The high again, 39 degrees. So would this happen early in the morning? It looks like it would happen early earlier Sunday. By the way, Newman Price on the YouTube chat says it, uh, it's some of the players' last home game because they play away oh. at the Giants yeah. on Sunday. Gotcha. Okay. So it, it will be some of the players who may not return. Right. Their, because they will not be playing a home playoff game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's over, folks. It's done. I know. It was just depressing. So so the kids are excited about snow. We'll see how that develops. We're supposed to get an inch. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The kids nice. are excited about it. An we inch. got a dusting. Oh, my Lord. You're saying, uh, so you're saying there's a chance. Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> Kale and Company, News Live. All right, Don. Thank you very much. 613 Wednesday morning. Let's get to another big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, the big take this morning, the demise of DEI before your very eyes. If you want to get it right, hire and promote people based on merit, skill, education, and experience. That's what America is founded on and why it's thrived as long as it has. The best people get the best positions. It's a pretty simple concept. Now, if you want to gain ESG points and boost your social credit score as a company, Well, then go down the DEI path that many left-wing corporations have done and watch how going woke will destroy your brand and reputation with failure after failure. And Harvard University, you can add them to the latter. Yesterday afternoon, breaking news came down that embattled Harvard University president Claudine Gay stepped down and resigned from her position. Now, I have long said that Vice President Kamala Harris is the face of diversity, equity, and inclusion. She is the poster girl of the absurd movement to elevate those into positions that they are not qualified to serve in. If Kamala is the face, well, then Claudine Gay may go down as the laughingstock, even surpassing the Veep. Gay wrote a total of 11 papers in her entire academic career, six of them which would qualify as plagiarized. A majority of those papers were focused on identity politics, namely, gender, and race. But don't worry, she still has her supporters. Here is CNN's Matt Egan trying to defend gay, and this is borderline laughable. Listen and watch this. These plagiarism allegations uh, where Claudine Gay has had to issue corrections, um, multiple corrections. Now, we should note that um, Claudine Gay has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in any of her writings. Uh, she's been accused of sort of a, more like uh, copying uh, other people's writings without attribution. So it's been more sloppy ap- attribution than stealing anyone's ideas. But nonetheless, you, you put all of that together. Yeah, they were just copying other people's writings without attribution. Just sloppy. No ill intent here. Her entire academic existence was a fraud. She has been accused of over 50 different concepts of being plagiarized. Claudine Gay's time as president of Harvard University will go down as the shortest tenure in university history. Claudine Gay is also the victim here. In her resignation letter, she says the following per the Daily Mail. In an email to colleagues today, she wrote that she was standing down after consultation with the school's board which has been under pressure to replace her after defending her congressional testimony about campus anti-Semitism. She failed to acknowledge where she went wrong 
making no mention of her refusal to condemn anti-Semitism as harassment at a December 5th congressional hearing or the mounting claims of plagiarism against her, but said she had been the victim of racist threats. Quote, it has become clear that this is in the best interest of Harvard for me to resign so that our community can navigate this moment of extraordinary challenge with a focus on the institution rather than any individual, Gay wrote. She says it has been frightening to find herself the target of threats and distressing to have her character questioned. Geez, I wonder why people are questioning your character. You didn't condemn anti-Semitism, and all of your academic accomplishments have been plagiarized. Gay will be replaced by Alan Garber, the provost and chief academic officer. And this will, of course, go down as the shortest tenure, six months in total, as president of Harvard University. My guess is she'll be a panelist and a contributor on MSNBC by February. This also shows us just how broken academia really is, how divisive DEI actually is, and how a return to merit-based decision-making is absolutely imperative. Staying with the demise of DEI, here's a headline you might have missed. But it further illustrates the theme of today's big tech, uh, big take, excuse me. Google, Meta, and other big tech giants have slashed job related uh, openings and resource groups that fall under the DEI mantra for 2023. That headline from the New York Post. Tech giants like Google and Meta have slashed diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in 2023 despite their commitments following the 2020 BLM protests and riots. According to the data provided by the job site Indeed, cited by CNBC, DEI-related job postings in 2023 have declined by 44%. In November of 2023, just two months ago, the last full month for which data was available, DEI job postings dropped 23% year-over-year. Translation, woke has a shelf life of less than one presidential term. And hardly ever, if at all, does it turn out to be successful. Meanwhile, in other further-related DEI news, Texas Republican Dan Crenshaw just introduced legislation to prohibit institutions of higher education from requiring students to write or endorse diversity, equity, and inclusion statements and would strip universities of federal funding if they compel students to compose or sign the oaths. Crenshaw said the following, quote, we can see the utter moral bankruptcy in higher education with the spread of anti-Semitism on college campuses. Make no mistake, the DEI bureaucracy is directly responsible for a toxic campus culture that separates everyone into oppressor and the oppressed. That's why I am dropping legislation to protect free thought and prevent federal funding for universities that force students to write DEI statements. So is the pendulum finally swinging back to the middle, a return to normalcy? Is this the death of DEI? Or are these just a few outliers in the woke world that we are still continually forced to live in? Let's get back to merit, and let's always make sure we cite our work properly. And that's The Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, big take this morning. If you want to jump in, thoughts and reaction to Claudine Gay leaving Harvard, you can certainly do so. 855-839-1210, the phone number on social media at 1210WPHD, 
Or, of course, be a part of the Kale & Company comment community on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons and be a part of the show today. We'll come back, get some thoughts and reaction to all of this DEI nonsense. And then also, plastic bag bans coming to the Pennsylvania suburbs. We'll delve into that as we continue Wednesday morning. Kale & Company, Nick, Dawn, and Greg for the first time back together in 2024. Here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. They were moving into the street in Cambridge, Massachusetts to get rid of Claudine Gay. And finally, after the holidays, to kick off the new year, Harvard decided to do so, even though technically it is a resignation. Welcome back in. Kale and Company, good to have everybody in on this Wednesday morning. Nick Dawn and Greg, 855-839-1210. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Cut sheet coming up 745. Tony Bruno at 830 this morning. Also, uh, three more chances to secure yourself a pair of tickets to Major League Wrestling, which we gave away yesterday. I don't think Claudine Gay will be uh, joining Major League Wrestling anytime soon because technically... She is still a professor with tenure, I believe, at Harvard University. But this took about 28 days, and I think the big takeaway here is, number one, as I mentioned in the big take, uh, every time you go down this DEI road, and it really is toxic, it's divisive, uh, you, you hear the words diversity, equity, and inclusion, and to me it's more like division, exclusion, and idiocy, to be honest, because... You are really, if you think about it, it's a math game. The moment you adhere to DEI as your guiding light for hiring or promoting, you're immediately stripping yourself of really qualified people to step into a certain role or a position. So then you shrink the talent pool, and then ultimately the results end up being less than what the standard is or what it used to be. So that's clearly what happened here at Harvard, and the pressure was too much, and they probably wanted to just get through the holidays, and they probably were at the point where, like, you know what, we're going to have to move on from her. She's going to have to resign. You know, we'll put together some sort of little bit of a package where it's like, you know, she's the one stepping down on behalf of the university and making it not about one individual at one institution, but I think ultimately this was a, a money play, Don and Greg, because like if you think about it, how much money is Harvard receiving from an endowment? They're probably, I think, a, about a $50 billion endowment. And the second these big donors come out of the woodworks and they're like, all right, well, I've been known to give $20 million, or I believe there's a few that have given $300 million. I hate to steal an old uh, cliche and a phrase from an old wrestler in the 90s, Stalker. But remember, the million-dollar man once said everybody has a price. Sure. And I think Harvard was like, you know what? We can't. We like you, Claudine, uh, but we can't afford to lose a billion dollars in endowment. Where's, here's the problem. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, we're off sync. Oh, my God, we're off sync. Well, we're not in sync. Well, I am. Because Two I'm weeks. not Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Two weeks. No, I pointed it at you, so you should have gone. So you go, my love. Sorry. No, two oh. things. This... Penn is sitting back going, whew, I'm glad that, uh, you know, Penn's just thinking Liz McGill quickly resigned. Yeah. We've been out of the headlines. McGill and Gay are probably having a brunch right? later today. <laughs> Good one. And the second thing I would say is her lame apology. I mean, I think we knew when we heard the second or third batch of plagiarism allegations, we mm-hmm. knew she was done. Yep. 
what a lame way to to leave and say she felt threats. Yep. And I I heard many many of the Jewish students commenting on different campuses, especially hers, uh-huh. saying, "Oh, really? Yeah. You know, we're and they they express you know empathy for her as far as saying you know we we feel your pain basically, yeah. but you know take some accountability." And the usual suspects are out because Al Sharpton was out yesterday saying that this was a disgrace and this is racism. And uh, she cracked the glass ceiling. And I'm like, no, wait, wait. She didn't crack the glass ceiling. She used somebody else's work to crack the glass ceiling. Everything about her is a fraud. I said yesterday she's basically the George Santos of Ivy League presidents. (laughs) She's a complete fraud. And you're going to, and you know what it is? It was the arrogance, even in moments where she should show some vulnerability and accept that she was wrong in multiple, not just plagiarizing, but her stance on anti Semitism. Remember, she tried to say that it was, well, it was the genocide chance. It's dependent upon the context, right? Like, that's always the elitist's way of saying you're not really interpreting the situation properly. You're not, you're not real. It's a nuanced conversation that's kind of above you. So she was very um, uppity about that. And then she apparently refused to accept that certain faculty members had been fired in the past after sharing their conservative views. And she claimed that the school doesn't keep track of professors' politics. Right. Which is an absolute lie because we know at the Ivy Leagues, there are only about 3% conservatives uh, on campus or employed. Um, as far as you know, professors or anybody working for the Harvard Corporation. So this this whole thing, you, you just felt like eventually, if enough people started bailing financially, that would force their hand. And I think that's what she, happened. She should have been out after the the whole debacle uh, on Capitol Hill. A thousand percent. But they were too afraid because look, Harvard has years and years and years of of racism and uh, misogyny and you know the elite white rich powerful boys club mm-hmm. that they need to atone for. Yep. That's why she had the job that she had. Yep. She should have been out after the Capitol Hill thing. The uh, the plagiarism thing is just a nice. A uh, clean reason for them to get rid of her. Yeah, really and is. they were looking. They were looking for anything. So when everybody says, "Well, it's it's you people and the, these you know plagiarism claims," no, they mm-hmm. were looking to get rid of her, and the plagiarism just kind of fell in their laps. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I'd like to ask the the Reverend Al, uh, you know, if he was asked seventeen times, seventeen times, uh, Representative Elise Stefanik asked that question whether. You know, the genocide of Jews, where they're calling for that, actually violates Harvard's code of conduct. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure that the Reverend Al Sharpton would have knocked that one out of the park, would have had a whole speech and a whole, you know, he would have had everybody applauding mm-hmm. because in that one, I think he would have nailed it. He would have said, of course, we would never, you know, we would never ever condone this. And of course, it violates the code of conduct. But they had conduct. They had 17 opportunities. She had 17 opportunities. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it wasn't just one question nope. or even asking it twice. She had multiple chances to right? get out of it and she, and she just, it you know, tripled hor- down. Yeah, it was horrifying. It Jeez. was. So some of the financial donors that have, uh, have voiced their displeasure that probably led to this decision, uh, Len Blavit, Len, Len Blavatnik, uh, his family's foundation has donated $270 million. 
said it would be halting donations until it addresses what they called rampant anti-Semitism on campus. Uh, Israeli billionaire Iden Ofer and his wife Batia had given millions upon millions. Ken Griffin uh, pledged $300 million to Harvard, but has complained about the lack of response from President Claudine Gay. The Wexner Foundation has pledged and donated $56 million over the course of 30 years and said that they were pulling their support from the school entirely, and Forbes valued his worth at $20 billion. So eventually push comes to shove, and when the money and the wallets are going to dry up, that's when this had to occur. They probably realized they were going to do this probably before Christmas, but waited until the new year. When you're in a job like this, you know, and you're the head of some any company, and that's really what Harvard is. I mean, it's a company. Mm-hmm. When you're the head or the face of that company, it is your job to put a good face on that company. That is that is ninety percent of your job. Protect the brand. When you get on, when you get in front of Capitol Hill, and you cannot protect your brand, as you just said. You can't do the job. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. Like, that's the job. Your job, like, when you're, especially when you're in charge of one of these places, whether it's as a brand manager for a radio station or a president for a university, your job is to increase yep. the value of the product. Yep. And whether the product is the content on a talk station or the content is the uh, reputation and the academic excellence that Harvard exudes. Yeah, and look, you know, I'm anti Ivy League pretty much, but I, I don't. I don't deny that they they are prestigious schools. They, they've got some very, very brilliant people. I don't align with their politics, but you can't deny that a lot of smart people do go there, and all of a sudden she tarnishes the school in six months. Keep in mind, yep. she's only been there since probably, what, August? Yep. Right before the fall semester? And there she goes. So it's it, it's one thing. And once the donors started pulling out, you know what I mean, and they started taking their money out, then then all of a sudden you have people looking at you and being like, "Hey, we were worth this this amount of money. Now we're worth this amount of money. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is not working. You're yep. the problem." That's correct. And and it's like that with any company. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. If you want to jump in, so that leads me to the second half of this conversation for about three or four minutes here. Um, are, are we getting to the point now where the pendulum is finally swinging back away from the cultural elites, away from the left-wing coastal progressive nonsense, whether it's DEI or wokeness, what, however you want to spin it, whatever term you want to use, uh, our boy, Muster. he's killed wokeness, so we won't use that <laughs> word, um, which, by the way, he was on TV again last night, but what a weird grin, he was wait- He was on with Laura Ingram, mm-hmm. and he was sitting there waiting to go on, she teased it, and he had this weird smile on his face before they went to break, <laughs> he's just such an awkward dude, but anyway. <laughs> because uh, they're saying, make sure you smile yeah. when they intro you, and he, he does this like... It's like he has bad Botox injections <laughs> or something, and his face... Oh. is just like paralyzed or something. I don't know what's going on. It's like Jack Nicholson when the from the Joker in the first Batman when he fell into the batch of acid and his face was like permanently smiling. That's like DeSantis. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't know how I just pulled that reference, but I did. <laughs> um, so it, it, when we talk about the pendulum here, we've got Harvard. Uh, we've got Bud Light. We've got Pfizer and Moderna. We've got Disney. We've seen all of these companies in the last nine months Take substantial hits. Bud Light lost $27 million, uh, excuse me, $27 billion in market value with Dylan Mulvaney. 
Disney lost over $400 million in seven of their eight major theatrical releases of 2023 down in Walt Disney. Then, of course, you have uh, Pfizer and Moderna, and experts are forecasting that in 2024, Pfizer is on pace to lose $5 billion below their Wall Street expectations. So you've got Big Pharma, you've got Hollywood, you've got a beer company, and you've got others like academia and these Ivy League elites that are all being hit not by cancel culture, but by boycotts and by hitting them where it hurts, and that is their financial bottom line. Are these outliers here? Or are these now cases where you're starting to see momentum of the pendulum swing back? Because I feel like eventually, if enough people say, I've had enough of all the uh, virtue signaling, the social messaging, the social justice warrior stuff, uh, DEI, BLM, everything under the sun with this identity politics umbrella that we live in, I, I feel like we're, there's a momentum here, and I don't know that it's necessarily just conservatives. I think there's just a lot of people out there that could be independent, that could be moderate, that don't really care about politics one way or the other, but they're tired of companies going out of you know their lane, so to speak. I, I, I would love to poll people on that. Maybe we can put up a poll question in the YouTube chat or on Twitter uh, as simple as, you know, is the pendulum finally swinging away from the cultural elites? Yes or no? Because I just gave you four examples. Maybe four is not enough. Maybe it's another two or three years from now. Maybe it's never going to go away. I mean, if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris get reelected, uh, it's another four years of DEI nonsense. And yeah, you'll hear your stories of some companies like Bud and Pfizer and Disney. But maybe these are just the outliers. So if you guys want to jump in, 855-839-1210, you can certainly do so. All right, coming up next, we'll put a bow on the 6 o'clock hour. Local story as plastic bag bans are coming to the PA Burbs. I've got some thoughts on that. We'll get into that when we continue. Kale and Company, Nick, Don, and Greg, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. What's on the cut sheet coming up one hour from now? Our man Tony Bruno will join us coming up 8.30, live from the great state of Florida. Looking forward to that. Tony and Harry uh, filling in for Kale and Company last week. Heard it was a very, very epic show, to say the least. 855-839-1210. You can get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Uh, also, still ahead this morning, we've got some ticket giveaways for Major League Wrestling down in South Philadelphia. We'll do one coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, uh, the 8 o'clock hour, and again for our morning mystery movie clip coming up at 920 this morning. Also, some Trump-Biden news in the 7 o'clock hour and also, 2024 predictions, courtesy of artificial intelligence. We'll get to that as we roll on as well. Um, but one thing I want to get to, and I love when we have these these local stories that kind of just impact everyday life. And this one, courtesy of the Philadelphia Inquirer, with the headline being, Plastic Bag Bans Go Into Effect in Upper and Lower Marion This Month. And, you know... I, I saw this a couple of years ago when I moved back uh, from being down in Nashville. And I think I even said this on the air before. 
It was either late 2021 when I was up here visiting or the summer of 2022 as I came back up to accept this job. And me and my buddies were going golfing, and we crossed over from PA into New Jersey uh, in Phillipsburg, New Jersey, and we stopped at a local Wawa to grab a couple of Gatorades. And I, I got like two 32-ounce Gatorades, went up and paid, and I you know, gave my debit card or whatever. And the guy just looked at me, and I'm like, can I get a bag? And he just looked at me. He's like, we don't give out, we don't give out plastic bags. I'm like, what do you mean you don't give out plastic bags? And the guy just looked at me like I had five heads. Now, I had been down in the South for the last four and a half years, so I, I did not know that that was a thing up in Pennsylvania and New Jersey for however many years it had been in effect. Well, now this is going into effect, uh, and it's starting in just a couple of weeks. Uh, here's a couple of uh, pieces of details. Upper Marion businesses can no longer hand out some single-use plastic products to their customers due to an ordinance that went into effect on Monday, which was obviously January 1st. The first phase of the ban prohibits businesses from using or distributing single-use carry-out bags as well as expanded uh, food service product bags. It also bans most single-use plastic straws. The second phase of the ban will go into effect on July 1st this summer, and prohibit businesses from distributing and using plastic utensils. They say the regulation is needed because of, quote, growing concerns about environmental sustainability and the harmful impact of single-use plastics on our planet. That's a statement from the Upper Marion Township website. Now, a ban that prohibits businesses from distributing single-use plastic bags to customers will also go into effect in Lower Marion Township on January 21st, so just about two and a half weeks from now. The ordinance was adopted in June, and it affects many businesses, including restaurants, clothing stores, convenience stores, drug stores, farmers markets, and grocery stores. Establishments exempt from the ban include dry cleaners, food banks, food pantries, and senior citizen centers. Lower Marion businesses that provide customers with compliant paper bags or reusable bags will need to charge customers at least $0.10 per bag, according to the ordinance. Establishments that violate the ban will receive a warning on the first infraction and then a fine of up to $100 for the second offense, followed by a maximum fine of $500 for a fourth offense or any thereafter. You know... I think a lot of people's reaction might be that this is ridiculous. I'm actually not really bothered by this or outraged by it. Not because I really give a rip about protecting the environment. I couldn't care less about that, to be honest. But my thing is, have you have you noticed the grocery store bags? Now, I, I told you I'm a giant shopper. I, I swear to God, and I and I, I don't think I'm I'm wrong on this, but it feels to me that the plastic bags at grocery stores have gotten thinner and thinner over the years. Have they not? Don't they feel like very, very flimsy, crappy bags? Yes. Like, you just want to double bag everything because you stick, like, one half gallon of orange juice in by itself in a plastic bag, and you think it's going to just fall out as you're walking out to take your groceries out of the cart, into your car, into your house? It's true. I think that they are. Okay. Because I I, I have sworn, and they're like, I've even said this. We we really should film me at a grocery store, just with the conversations I have. 
Like I've said to the cashiers, I'm like, is it me or you? have you guys gone a little skimpy on the bags lately, the last couple of years? Like they're really, really super thin. And I've also noticed that you don't really see paper bags hardly ever anymore. Although I still think they have them because some people do like the plastic paper combo, combo. yeah, mm-hmm. which was like a thing my mom used to do back in the 90s. It was like, it would take us like 30 minutes to bag everything. I'm like, mom, can we get going here? Can we, there's like people behind us. Can we move? I felt so embarrassed. But I've also noticed that a lot of people now, they use those reusable cloth bags mm-hmm. that you purchase. Are you a cloth bag user purchaser? I I do. I'm I'm hybrid. I have them in the minivan. A hybrid. I know. I'm a hybrid. <laughs> I'm a hybrid double bagger. So you're not fully electric. You're a hybrid. I got you. But I have the I love those big blue bags from IKEA that you can buy pretty cheap. Okay. And you could do a cart almost a cart full of groceries yeah. in one or two of those. Uh-huh. Because they're huge, so I love those. I love the Wawa red bags. The Wawa red yeah. bags. Wawa is now and I think they're giving them out or maybe you can buy it for like five cents. Okay. But Wawa has these paper red you know, I think they've been giving them out and uh-huh. they they're saying, Hey, just bring it back and they have all different sizes right you could actually they're so cool they're nice you could okay. give it as a gift bag yeah even with wine in it or something okay i i mean it, it's I, I have no problem if i had to pay 10 cents for a bag so it's not it's not a, as much as i complain about you know the grocery store prices i 10 cents a bag that's not going to kill you uh i i have no problem going to paper bags i i'm honestly at the point now where also too what i've noticed at least at my at my local giant you very rarely have baggers anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the the reality is most um, you know cashier checkouts are closed. They're mostly self service, mm-hmm. and you have one or two, and you have to bag yourself. I'm at the point now where I think I might actually just buy those cloth bags with you know whatever the logo might be, or there's like a flower design on them because it's just easier. You can stick more stuff in them. Like I swear, today's bags I throw in like a a, a package of chicken breast, uh, a, a package of cheese, and my mm-hmm. bananas, and I'm like, this thing's gonna bust in about two seconds. I mean, on one hand, I will say I think the future is what we're what we're going toward are those Amazon stores where you go in, you show your phone or your eyeball or your palm of your hand, whatever. Mm-hmm. You walk through the store, everything is weighted on the shelves. I don't know if you've been to one of those. And you you go through and then you leave. Right. And you're just, there are cameras everywhere. You're charged to mm-hmm. your card, which is on your phone that you scanned or however you did it. And so for me, that's pretty much now. Most stores, if I have the option to use the little radar gun thing, and I just do it in the cart. So it's almost like the technology honor system. Is what it is. Well, that's that's my question. So in New Jersey, when they went to this, yeah, they found that the stores were complaining that you know the baskets that you have, oh the, yeah, the pa- plastic baskets yeah. as opposed to a cart. Stores especially found that people were stealing the baskets. Well, the baskets have gone by the wayside as well because people stole them. Yes, but now they're stealing the carts. Right. <laughs> like like nowadays, like I go in and I try to do all my shopping on just one day, but I've noticed like I'm always like a day short. I'm like uh, I'm almost out of stuff, so I go just to grab four or five different items, and I'm looking for the little plastic, you know, the little bucket. Can't find that, and now it's either the big massive cart or it's the little skinny double decker cart, which is like was like it's like all the senior citizens use <laughs> because like you know senior citizens go and they get they get lunch meat, they get coffee and <laughs> half and half, and they don't need the big cart. But the, the little the little basket to carry, I mean, we got kleptomaniacs everywhere stealing yeah. stuff. And those are expensive. So in Jersey, that's why they had to get rid of those. So 
in Jersey, I know as far as the paper bags, it was actually the grocers did not want to provide a paper bag because they're so expensive to make those thick mm-hmm. old school, like you referenced yeah. back in the day, those real thick. Right. You know, why not do what BJ's Wholesale Club or Costco mm-hmm. and just provide your boxes from the stocking room? I agree. Why yeah. not just do what all the wholesalers have been doing forever? Yeah, they're just busting up those boxes anyway yeah. and recycling them. So. so is Upper and Lower Marion, are they, they're saying there's no plastic bags there whatsoever. You can't even buy them. Because in the township that I live in, they started on January 1st, actually started couple days ago where uh you can get plastic bags but it costs you five cents extra yeah lower marion is 10 cents a bag uh and they will also have businesses that provide customers with compliant paper bag or reusable bag so the headlines are a little misleading it's not a ban you just have to pay for it now yeah i I would think it's a discouragement it's not a ban it's a it's a discouragement Uh, and again i'm not even discouraged by it i've just been disgusted by the plot the quality of the plastic bag for a long time now don't you reuse those things and you throw it all out in a plastic hefty bag anyway i have a little cabinet underneath my sink where i keep like all the plastic bags there's like 20 of them there right now probably they um the the problem the problem i have with it is is that i always go out with the intention because we have those reusable bags i I always go out with the intention of using them, and then I leave them in my car, and I forget. Yeah, really? And I, I get up to the checkout thing, and they're like, uh, five cents extra. I'm like, hey, yeah. yeah, it's fine. Whatever. You know what I mean? My, my, my first my first thought in response to the, uh, the the people that bring the bags with them, with the cloth bag, mm-hmm. I was like, that's very elitist of you. I don't know. I, that was like, the, and I saw that years ago. I was like... Oh, look at you. You can't you can't schlep with the rest of us and use a plastic or a paper bag. You've got your what, do you have your own initials on your bag? It's like, you know, like 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 a monogram. And, yeah, a little monogram. A muffet. Yeah. Do you have your it's very your, Harvard of you? Your monogrammed. Yeah. I I saw one one Acme where the or no, this was it not Acme. It was another um grocery store where the lady was checking out a person and the person hand tried to hand her yeah. all of her cloth bags. Uh-huh. And and the lady said, I, I really don't want to touch anybody's cloth oh, bags. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you don't know. Like somebody's, yeah. I don't know, bed bugs and whatnot. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't want to touch somebody's right? nasty. You don't know where they keep that Dirty. Bag. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ew. Yeah, exactly. So for the workers, I, w- I would love to hear from the workers some of the, they probably have some funny stories. It just seems like that old hypocritical thing that, You've got the gazillionaires flying around in their jets, mm-hmm. doing what they want to do. Yep. But we, the we, the people, we, the right. plebs. Right. You know, oh, yeah. Cut John, down on your plastic bags. John Kerry and Taylor Swift yeah. flying in their private <laughs> chartered, uh, you know, flights. While we got to go with uh, different bags to save the world. Okay, <laughs> great. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten is how you jump in. Coming up next, we'll kick off hour number two. Dawn will have some news. We've also have our um, our wrestling ticket giveaway coming up after the news. And also, Donald Trump says. He might rent out the world's most famous arena for a rally. Is New York winnable for Trump? We'll get to that as we continue. Kaling Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Start your day with Kaling Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app.